0: Welcome back Palapod listeners. Glad you guys could come back. And uh we got a really good one here for you today. Ben and Dana Banez from uh Maryland. Lots of energy, lots of fun times. Uh just a word of warning. We did uh try this episode about six times over the last probably more like 10 times over the last week and uh we finally got it done thanks to a little different technology. Anyways, I hope you guys are enjoying Palapod. and. Um, glad you guys keep coming back for more let us know how we can improve and what we can do to make it better um, enjoy this episode
1: okay um hey everybody blake and i are here today with ben and dana Danez, uh from southern maryland did i get the last
0: name
2: correct you're close. Yep. yep. Okay.
0: Ryan, Perfect. you should be able to get that correct after 12 charms.
2: Uh, it's, been more than, it's
0: been
1: more than 12, Blake. So so everyone's aware we've been trying to do this since last week. Uh, we are having technical difficulties. I blame Blake because he doesn't know how to use a computer. But That's exactly right. <laughs> I got it. We're going to keep going.
2: So,
1: okay. How many stores do you two have?
3: We had two stores.
1: And where are you located?
3: Um, we're located in southern Maryland in a little county called Calvert. Um, in Owings and Lusby. We're surrounded by we're like on a little peninsula surrounded by um water on both sides.
2: The Chesapeake Bay and the Patuxent River. Awesome. What's the popularity on the
3: river a lot? Yeah.
2: Both. We try to get the both. uh her our parents live on the river. My parents are in a neighborhood on the bay, so we uh we
3: get the best of both worlds. Yep.
2: Nice. What's the population around there? We're roughly about 95,000 in our uh county. Um so it, it it's I guess a, a decently sized community. How did you guys get into the business?
3: Um so I have been in the business forever pretty much. Um, my my dad and my grandparents started the business about like 44 years ago um, and so I always just say that I had the hardware blood. I just grew up in it and did everything with it um, and so I've been full time in it for probably about 10 years now um, and then Ben um, joined full time I guess two years ago but Not he's kind of been in it since we started dating, because it just kind of came with the territory.
0: Yeah. Did you were Were you working there when you started dating? Like you were working, and then started dating the boss's daughter, or you started working there? <laughs> no. <you> were- yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no. Uh, actually, as a, our our uh, story is kind of funny, humorous. Um, what do boys normally do when they're in middle school? They tend to pick on the girls they have a crush on. Well, Dana did not like that. Um, I used to call her "Dana feed, farm and feed. Um, But they never sold it. We we sold no farm supplies or anything like that, but it was some way I got under her skin a little bit in middle school. In high school, we reconnected, and so we're high school sweethearts. Um, And like she said, it came with the territory of me uh, having to work in the store. If a snow day happened, I had to come in and. You know, plow, load salt, do whatever needed to be done.
1: Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do before before the store, Ben?
2: I worked for the government for about eight years um, as a contract specialist, where I basically built the contracts for um, IT supplies or services between the contract and the uh, contractor that we, you know, would win the bid. Um, I will say I was not the happiest. Uh, working for the government. There was um, no accountability, and that's kind of what I wanted to bring with me when I came into the business was, you know, I don't want a good worker leaving because others aren't carrying their weight. I want everyone to, you know, have fun and carry their weight at the same time. Hey, Dana,
0: when you are you're growing up, what did your dad, like, try to get you involved with the business when you were little? Did he do anything um. specific?
3: Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, I have memories like uh, one of our stores, the building we're in now, is old. But we were here like uh, all the time working on it when we were building it. Um, And then when he was he would do like AR statements at the end of every month for like our accounts and stuff. All of that would come home to the house, and so like. On a Friday evening or Saturday, we'd be sitting um, just sitting at the kitchen table, like, folding invoices, like, stuffing envelopes, like, running them through the postage meter. Um, so it's definitely been, like, I think I've had my hand in, like, a little piece of something at one point, whether it was when I was, like, five or, you know, now. But it's always, yeah, I've always came with him or um, came with my mom. Yeah, we used to rollerblade through the store at night when, like, my parents would be here late at night doing stuff. My sister and I would.
2: Um, so. I do that now because she told me she did that.
3: Wow. <laughs> it's a safety hazard now. <laughs> yeah.
0: What, what? Hey, this is for Ryan and Dana. What was your What was your age when you first ran the register?
3: Um, you know, it's funny. So my aunt worked here. Um, one of my I should say one of my aunts worked here um, forever pretty much. So I was probably like, I don't know, probably five or six up there at the register with her, like helping her do stuff. But I'd always just come into bag and just like bag customers, like products and stuff. Um, so I think that was one of the benefits of it being a family business, you know, my aunt working here. Um, I just, you just kind of got thrown into it.
1: I was about eight when I learned it. My dad said help that customer out, and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But my uh, my four-year-old son has helped at the register bag goods for customers because we've been short-staffed. Mom gets called into work, and she's got to work to register. So it, it truly is a family business, isn't it? Yeah.
3: It is, you know, and that's the cool thing about it. I think that's what makes the story even cooler. And the customers love it. I mean, I remember growing up in like recognizing all the customers and now when they come in they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been shopping here since you were like five, you know. So that's really that's really cool now to see it kinda of come full circle. Yeah.
1: A lot of good memories.
3: Yes, definitely. Oh definitely. And we have a four year old now, so um I'd be anxious to see if she what she would do. She'd probably try to control actually control the register though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can probably
3: yeah. Oh, that's what because I was going right.
1: to say. the
2: staff. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so, what do you two love about the store and about the business? I uh,
2: we personally, I I love the it's something new, the challenge. It's something new every day. I I love the impact that we can make on people's lives. Not not just our our staff, but our customers and community. Um, And that's something we try to gear our mission around is we're here to serve um, for a higher purpose, and and that's kind of what we want to do. And I think every day I wake up, there's not a day that I don't feel excited to come into work. And, you know, that's a big change from coming from the government, you know. And Dana and I are laughing every day. Do we always, you know, get along? Maybe not. But, you know, at the end of the day, if we're not laughing and having fun, it's not... Why are you doing Yeah, why are we why are we doing what we're doing? I assume you're you're not calling her
0: that nickname anymore, right?
3: <laughs> well, you know what? That nickname didn't come out until I never knew that in middle school and that nickname didn't come out until a couple years ago and I was like, you know, we don't even sell farm and feed stuff so that was a terrible name. <laughs> but it is it's you know, we said when um like when Ben came into the business we said we are like, one thing, and one thing my parents have always, like, strived and pushed down is that we wanted to be that family-run, operated, like, um, hardware store, and we wanted it to be more than just about hardware. Um, you know, we wanted to build those relationships with our employees, with the community, and that kind of stuff. And that's one of the, I think that's one of the most exciting things um, about doing what we do.
0: Absolutely. What, uh, you th- then you mentioned your mission, what do you guys have like a mission statement or a mission whatever yeah um
3: well, it's, well, it's kind of funny you mentioned because we like we've always had like something i mean I wouldn't say we've never had something I would say that down on paper, you know, we always just had this like general idea floating around of what it was. And so we said, like, just within the past couple years, it's like as a business owner, and you guys know, you feel like you have to be so much more intentional about, like, your staff and the way your staff is acting and responding and doing different things. And so we were like, you know what, it's time to take that mission and those core values that we have in our mind and that we talk about all the time and actually, like, put it down on, like, paper and it sounds silly that we haven't done that because we've been in business for, you know, 44 years or whatever, but we just, we, we had never done it. And so now we're taking all that and like rewriting all of it right now and, and kind of like pushing it out. Yeah,
2: um, It's something I, you know, I've been working on for a, uh, a month now, really because um, we had to sit down with our managers and, and have a, a good time with them. We go out to dinner, we do, um, what do you want to call it? Like team, team building exercises. Go, we go to cooking classes, and we sit down. And we 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 set an agenda for that, and we want to do that here very soon. You know, I sat down and made a packet that for them, and they you know I've been reading a lot of leadership books um, from leaders in our church with youth group leaders, and we read these books um, to build our leadership mentality, not only in, in our store but out um, outside of the walls too. And one of the books was Lead for the Sake of God, Lead for God's Sake. And it talks about being intentional, and that's something we really want to do with our mission is on a daily basis not in our store, and we want to push that down to our staff that whether you believe or not, we need to be here to be good people. We need to make people feel appreciated and and feel that it's a happy place to be in in and out of our building, in their families' lives, in the community. So that's something we want to do is push our mission out to our staff and really send that message hard that we're we're gonna attack that.
0: Uh, have you read John Maxwell's int- daily intentional daily or something like that, Ben? You'd probably like that.
2: Uh, no, I haven't read that. Um I follow John Gordon and I you know, re- we got a couple of his books. Um we'll have to add, love to love add that to our list. Yeah, there's there's some I follow John Maxwell on Facebook. He's awesome too, uh so I definitely have to add that to my list.
3: Yeah. Ben's not a reader. He's more of a listener. Yeah, so if absolutely. you can get it on the audiobook, that's fantastic. <laughs>
2: that's true. Yeah.
1: So, what do you not like or what do you hate about the business? Man.
3: Oh. <laughs> what do I not like? Um, maybe,
0: maybe you should say know. what's the hard?
2: what's the hard in the business? Time. You want to, you want to, I, 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 there's not enough time and I feel like I want to conquer so much in a day. I, there's not much I don't like, but there I want to do so much and be able to provide so much that I just think time is short and it's not, I guess that's not really part of the business. It's just, we only have 24 hours in a day and you know, that's kind of where it's at. I, I don't know that I,
3: I will say the one thing that i, I that I could go away with in the business is like the um h r legal side of it, man, that stuff drives me nuts, <laughs> so all the laws and regulations, and just when you figure it out it changes um yeah. but yeah, we just went through our whole like healthcare open enrollment like doing all that kind of stuff again, so it's like that's that's what's fresh in my mind right now. <laughs> you do you guys have
1: it? it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Have you Have you looked at the ACE um, healthcare plans?
3: You know we um we have looked at it, and it's crazy because our open enrollment, like our benefit year, runs August first to August first the next or July July thirty first the next year. Um, so unfortunately, we fell out of that loop to be able to like jump on that benefit plan, but we're kind of excited to see like I just pulled everything over, and so now that we're out of our open enrollment we have a I have a great like h r girl here that she's she's fantastic with everything, so we're gonna like dive into it and take a look at it and see like is it something that's feasible for us like what the rates and that kind of stuff because it would be nice to have it all consolidated through ace you know instead of all these secondary people that we have our hands in um so we're excited about that. We're, we were still, we came like a couple months earlier. So we could have jumped on board. this go around. But.
1: So looking at that, do you have a lot of people on your health insurance that have variable rates? Like for our health insurance, we have people that are two, three, four hundred bucks a, a month. And we have people that are over a thousand bucks a month. You know, yeah, does that. You know,
3: yeah. It, it, we do. Cause we have a lot of people that are like, just, just them, just them, their spouse. And, um, and healthcare is like one of the things that we like we we feel like we ha- we definitely want to offer it as a benefit to our staff. But we understand it's the health the cost of healthcare is just so expensive. So we try to make it as fe like as financially, you know I guess likable as bearable as it can be. Um but so we contribute quite a bit to our employees' health insurance. Um but that it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a mess.
1: Yeah, it is. So what is something in your store you're doing right that you're proud of that you want to exclaim to everyone that's listening to this podcast?
3: Something that we're doing right. Well, I'll comment on this and then you might agree or disagree. Um, but we've um, kind of taken the like where everybody thinks like a hardware store is like a man store. We've kind of tried to change that a little bit and we've added like a gifting um, whole niche to it. And that gifting niche incorporates like a bunch of like home decor and that kind of stuff, but also incorporates like different guys things like between Salt Life and Costa and Oakley sunglasses and that kind of stuff. We kind of wanted to change the whole mentality from like, us being like the whole hardware store stigma that people have of like, it's just guys just go in there and they just, it's just, you know, boring hardware. So, um, but I feel like we're finally like, we started that probably seven or eight years ago and now it's like really taken off and, um, it brings a whole different vibe to the store.
2: I would agree that. And we we do a good job of that. We're, We're a very aggressive, uh, retailer. Um, we try to find niches. Uh, we close out X items constantly. We keep it low. I think last time I checked it was 12, percent, 13 percent at one store. Um, that way we can roll in, roll out stuff that's not, you know, paying its rent and bringing something, and hopefully we make, you know, make good on it. I mean. So we, we, we're aggressive. There's a lot of things that I think we do right. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. We're always trying to find ways to improve and be better.
0: I think you guys do a immense. I think I mentioned this on like three times on, the, on our past recording. I think, you guys, <laughs> I think you guys do a good job on social media. Uh, you're fun to watch. Uh, I was showing Ryan earlier. I was trying to figure out what you have going on in your last video uh without actually listening to it. What is that? Is that like a snake or what is that
2: with those buckets?
3: Oh
2: uh, <laughs> the are CNN buckets.
3: Oh yeah that's our um our caterpillar. Yeah so, oh, um, caterpillar. Yeah it's a ca- I know. It looks kinda like a snake. I guess it could be a... it's
0: it got, it's got legs though, so
3: Yeah. You know it's um it's funny because we were like we don't normally get into the um the C M N bucket displays just because we don't have a whole lot of room for it But they um, – a couple girls in the paint counter were like, well, can we make something fun out of it? It doesn't take up a lot of room. We are like, yeah, try it. And so they came up with that caterpillar idea. So um, yeah. it was pretty cool. But, yeah, but yeah I think
0: – Yeah, good.
2: The video that you're talking about, um, we we put our goal out there for what we want to raise for public about two days ago, and we, we put the video up today uh, highlighting that goal, and I put out there on a challenge that Dana <laughs> – it was a caught off guard because it was the first time she was here. But if we meet that goal, I'm gonna dye my mullet, uh, my hair <laughs> blue, <laughs> the color of the bucket. And, I, and she was like, "No." I'm like, "Well, I put it out there. Guess, guess what? I gotta do it." So uh, we're trying to hype, we're trying to hype it up, build it up. We do very well with it, but we we want our and our staff, to really get behind it and and surpass our goal. Uh,
0: yes, your mullet is beautiful. I will say that. I'm a little okay. jealous of it. And, uh, oh, did,
3: gosh. did you,
0: uh, I sent you a video of time mean, I got it. Did, did you? I like, got it. That's beautiful. It was, oh, it,
2: was, it was amazing. That was a lot of flow right there, man. A lot of oh, beautiful
0: walks. A, a lot of lettuce. Oh man. Those are great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so you, you talk about, you know, letting, letting your staff do things when they ask and, you know. What type of leadership style do you, do you two have?
3: I um, hear. I mean, I well, I keep going back to this word, and I I don't. So I feel like I just kind of get these words, and they stick with me for a year, and then I. So, but um, right now, I feel like I'm more of trying to lean towards the intentional leadership. Um, I'm trying to be very. Like, telling people, showing people, but then letting them do it. Like, I just think back to it. that's how my parents taught me. That's how my parents raised me. They gave me the reins to, like, they're like, let me show it to you. Let me tell you how to do it and then run with it. Um, And I think that's what made them successful. So I kind of tried to, like, mirror that a little bit. Um, But really just putting the faith in my like, being intentional about it and really being a faith leader and just telling them, and putting my faith in the staff, you, I know they can do it. I know you guys can do it, and just letting them run with it. Um, I don't really know if that's a defined leadership style. but yeah.
2: that's mine. She's right because we, we we notice like when when you entrust someone and you you let them really run with something, uh, a lot of these staff members that you make question whether they're going to last or not, they they tend to come out of cocoon and really flourish in their in their roles because um, they they feel appreciated and they feel, you know, they have something that they can call their own, and, and that's something we really lean towards. Is we want, we, At the end of the day, you know, our, our leadership style is really trying to make people feel wanted, appreciated, and, and educating them, teaching them. We don't ever want to just throw someone to the side. We want to train if someone's not getting it right. Um, does that mean that we're not going to get rid of someone? No, you know, you, you work with them until, you know, it's just not coming through, and then it's just maybe it's not just going to work out for both parties. But my style is to bring the energy and excitement um, when it's needed. I'm a very outgoing and fun person. I wake up and I'm I'm ready to go. Um, I don't drink coffee. I'm sure a lot of people think that, no. <laughs> but I, I just bring the energy and I, and I like to have fun. And but I know at the same time we need we we have a job to do and we need to do it. But that energy, and excitement, is what's going to feed the passion behind the people that want to work for us, and and I want to make sure I do that. And accountability is one of those things too that I mentioned earlier. I didn't get to, I didn't see that at the government. And that's what drove me really wanting to get out of there. So when when you work with an employee,
1: how how long of a lease do you give them? With today's um, climate, do you have low unemployment out by you? Um. Go
3: ahead. I think sometimes it depends on the task at hand. Um, Like, our management team is great. They understand, like, the type of people we are, the type of business that we want to run. So normally I can say to them, like, here's a task or here's a thought, run with it. And then I just come back and check on them, you know, or I just get updates from them. And there's normally zero issues. I never have any issues. If it's a new employee, um, it's like a, it's a short, shorter leash, you know, like I give them a little bit and then I come back and check on them in like 10 minutes, you know, to make sure they still have the same general idea. Um, But it really, it really depends on the task at hand. Yeah. The and
2: I think another, another part of that question is what's the leash on before we make a decision whether or not, you know, it's going to work out. Um, oh, I, We will say we're not, Really involved in the hiring or firing. Um, our our management team is very equipped and very efficient with that. Unless there is a bigger issue that we need to be involved in, that might come back to really play on the business or you know, sex, yeah, we'll tell us situation like a
3: harassment, so harassment,
2: which is zero tolerance, you know, kind of thing. We're not really involved in saying this employee is just not getting it. We're on the loop, but we're not making that call. They kind of justify and build the case for themselves. Like Dana mentioned, HR is a big, you know, big thing in everything. So we do a good job of documenting things. You know, we have the pre strike policy kind of thing. But if it's not severe, you know, we work with them as much as we can to really build someone up.
0: What do you uh, do for like onboarding for bringing people, starting new people? Do you do anything special, or is just kind of your basic?
3: here's what you do um yeah no we have a um we're pretty big on training um and in that whole onboarding process just to make sure like we that way we can kind of get a feel for the person when they first start like those first 90 days that's what we say is their probationary period um and our management team is really great normally about identifying like within the first like two or three weeks if this person is going to work or not work. Um, but we're pretty, like, we have a like, sense of training that they do, like, on the computer, you know, through the Ace Learning Place and everything. But then we also do a lot of hands-on um, training and try to get them to really feel like, are they going to be cut out? Are they going to be able to do this so they understand, like, the basics? Um, so, but, but like Ben said, for the most part, we have a fantastic management team that handles all that, they get it, they have like the common sense that some people in this like today don't have. Um and they're pretty good at like identifying very quickly if somebody's gonna either make it or not make it.
1: What are your ideas for Ace's future?
3: Oh. That's a good one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I kind of laughed at uh, listening to your guys' podcast with Matt Mazzoni. he he mentioned um, our RSC. Uh, that that would be an immediate one. Just oh. fixing that for us would be tremendous. It would mean a lot um, for us. I mean, we're we're heavy buyer, and we you know getting these deliveries and not not getting the product that we need, and you know trucks being delayed. It was that would be a simple fix right now. I know. A lot, be a huge, fix huge right actually, huge, and and it would, you know, that would stem. You see, in other RCs, they're trying the everyday delivery, you know, for special orders. That's a that's a pretty cool future. I did hear someone mention about making it known that all the every almost every A store is independently owned. Um, it is still a, a wonder and a, kind of a shock that even in our community. I mean, it's a decent sized community, so. I don't want to say it's small to where everyone should know, but the fact that a lot of people still, um, Sneeds carries a big name, but when you still see people say Ace, um...
3: Well, they think we're all, like, I mean, we're all owned by one person, and we're like, no, we're independently owned. Um, I mean, and I don't know how Ace can get that, you know, that vision across, or that image across, but it that would be even more awesome.
2: But I like I like, I like,
3: I like to I, like
2: I like. I like where the, the yeah, where the, the whole direction of Ace is going. They're doing a fantastic job with these big, big brands, um, and driving them. You know, with the Ben Moore move, um, and building the brand like grilling, which we took on and, you know, really captured that and made trying to become that grilling destination. I think we've been pretty successful at that too. Um, but I don't know. Uh, the online stuff is is take. You know, we have done zero advertisement on our side on that, and it's doing pretty well. And then we think as soon as we start hitting on that, that might be pretty intense. But we want to get a good game plan on that first before we really start hitting on it. Trucks, drivers, and stuff like that. You
0: guys, are you guys carrying Benjamin Moore right now?
3: We are not, no. So um, when Valspar came in, we um we were told
2: they want our business. They
3: didn't. Yeah, we were told we couldn't, we couldn't carry Benmore and Valspar. Um, so we dropped Benmore. Um, and so they kind of dropped off. Yeah, well, they kind of dropped. Yeah, they dropped us. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they did. They broke. Yeah, they broke
2: up. It was, like, was. There, like one of those uh
3: bad breakups. Yeah, bad yeah. breakups.
2: So and now we we have to go back to that that girlfriend yeah. that learned to carry underwoods. <laughs>
3: Yeah. before yeah. he, keeps, you know,
2: kind of came right on your car and so. stuff. Yeah.
3: But, but, no, we're – but we are excited to bring it back in because it was a great – we love the line. We love the brand. Um, so we were sad when we had to, like, let it go. Um, Balsar has done great for us, but, you know, we're just – we're excited for, you know, for another big name um, with Ben to help us, like, you know, push our paint department to the next level. Oh, yeah.
2: right, definitely.
1: Yeah. So do you carry a lot of the, the big name brands, Toro, big green egg, uh Weber, things like that?
3: Yeah. Yes, we we it's funny, we always say we're like if Ace is gonna get behind something and with their advertising, like we have to get on board with because it, it always seems to do well. Um, so we we do. We carry all of the things. We well, we don't we don't
2: we don't have steel and we probably won't go with steel they were kind of a uh, Ben Moore situation too, um, and, we, there,
3: and there's other dealers in our area that carry not Ace Steel. There's other people in our area that carry steel, so um, we're
2: very we're very mindful of that, and not not really trying to step on too many other small businesses' toes in our community. Uh, we try not to bring in a line that may hurt or put strain on another you know small another
3: business. small yeah. business, yeah.
2: Did you do the battery line at
0: Steel at all? No, no,
3: because no, we carry um we carry Echo, which is like a um I mean it's comparable to Steel, right. and so um and so we carry their battery power line, we carry the Ego um battery line, so we just kind of like right. stayed away from the whole Steel in general.
1: Gotcha. So yeah. is Echo a big name out by you?
2: Yeah, it, it's a, yeah, it's actually a, a very very comparable, if not some of their stuff. I mean you're always gonna have some things, some models, you know, in lines that are better than the other. Um it, it's it's one that we, you know, our customers certainly love and we we love the company and that's something we like to kinda of stand behind. We want we want to stand behind something, stand for something. And like like we mentioned the, the paint move, we're we, we want to stand behind Valspar, too. So that's something we're not just gonna roll away from Bar, when we made that transition five years ago, one, that's not going to be a good message to our, our customer um, and, and phasing them out when, you know, that's the brand that we built. And two, when, when someone does us good and takes care of us, that we want to stand behind them. You know, it's, it's not always about money at the end of the day, um, but, it, you know, loyalty sometimes.
1: So I last, Two weeks ago we had a statewide dealer meeting in Wisconsin. They talked about the paint um, decision, this move from Benmore to or from Valspar to Benmore, and they said one of the things is that customers are seeing Valspar and other big box stores and it's a much, much cheaper price. GSON that's paying close attention to that if you're gonna keep Valspar to the sales versus you know the opportunities with a, a different paint line.
3: Yeah, well, that's what we t- we talked about. We said um, we're, I mean, we're definitely bringing in Ben, but we said we'll keep Valspar um, through the Benmore transition, and then once we do that, then we'll take a look at like if our if it's if our customers are if sales are supporting it, Um yeah. if our customers are selecting it, if our customers have switched completely over to Ben or C and K or the Magnolia paint line because we have that too, if they do that. And the sales aren't there, then then we'll definitely um then we'll definitely end up you know getting rid of it you know.
2: It's all about like we said earlier, paying rent in that space.
3: Yeah. Um, it,
2: it, we just don't want to throw them by the wayside. I guess is what what and I would, So
3: we let it yeah. run its course yeah. and see how Ben comes in and um. I mean, honestly, if they if they complement
2: each other and like you said, we want to try to build that paint destination. Uh, you know, we're 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 all for that, so.
1: Have you seen and heard about the new um, store design, store layout called Cornerstone? Yes.
3: <laughs> we, um, we, we actually went out to um, – I don't know. No, we, no, we went out to um, – um, when we were out in Chicago for the, um, spring, the fall show this yeah. time last year, we went over to um, Woodridge, and they were kind of like setting a little bit of it up, kind of getting it set up. Um, and so then they kind of, but I know they've done some changes and they've made some other things. We're a part of, like, the paint retailer input team, too. So we, um, like, we get information through them as well on, like, different changes they're, um, they're making, like, in the paint department within the corner stand project and all that kind of stuff. But it looks like it's going to be pretty, um, like, the layout and everything's going to be pretty cool.
1: It, it it does, and when you say destination, especially for paint, that's the first thing that comes yeah. to my mind is that cornerstone paint highlights that you know one of the four areas of the store,
3: right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I, yeah. And that's
2: something I will say. Uh, being part of the R you know RT uh, team um, with the paint crew, there they are they are excellent, and I can't say enough good things about them. Steve Lieberman leading that crew. Um, they're, they got the excitement, they got the passion, they got the energy. They're trying their best to really make a, capture that market and paint, you know, in the paint world. And, um, and I, and it's been a, it's been a true honor to be part of that. And I, and we did a paint overhaul of our department down at Lusby. And we actually, since we were part of that team, we got proactive. We liked one layout and of course it's changed since then. Um, with all the inputs that we've had, but we we've geared our change in paint department around one of the uh, one of the examples that were one of the layouts that we de- that they designed a while back. So they do a great job. Yeah,
3: I do.
2: So, what is the biggest mistake
1: you made in your store? I mean, we make we
2: make mistakes daily. <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice. Don't call it our fault.
2: Um, <laughs> we're, 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 I mean? We're not, we're, not, we're not, we're not, we're not perfect. No one's perfect. You can't sit here and say so. Maybe um, should
0: Maybe you should rephrase that Dana. Dana, what's the biggest mistake Ben's made at the store? Right,
3: exactly. Oh I, there we go. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Let me um <laughs> let me get my hold on, I'm get my list out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know. The biggest thing. That's a tough one. I the biggest.
0: What's uh maybe? What's your worst customer service story?
3: Oh, Mm. (laughs) get a lot of them. Oh man, you know, I said the other day, I was like, I feel like we've had like some hundreds of well, for a while now, like the weather's been in like the high nineties, like low one hundreds, and it's been pretty warm. And I said, and that always brings out. I don't even know what to say about like people. You know, they just come with attitudes. Um, but
2: some of our thefts are,
3: are
2: are are laughable, but disgraceful at the same time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He,
3: well, I, I will say one of the biggest things I felt, which we can talk about customer, I felt the like I felt bad for, but then I don't know why I felt bad. Is there's a the, um. A gentleman that was in our store, he was attempting to steal. We had a, um, we had like a retired police officer that works, um, works for us in like our hardware department, and so he picked up on it right away. He knew what the guy was trying to do, and um, and so the customer was irate that we were like, that they were watching him, that they were kind of like just asking if he needed help. He complained that we were too, way too helpful. Um, we were way too helpful at the store but I felt bad because then he I mean he stood to the side and like pretty much gave Ben an earful for uh, I mean probably 10 minutes flat about how he was a military he was a veteran how dare him and the whole time he had stuff in his pocket that he was stealing and I'm like I felt so bad because I was like gosh we wrongfully like you know profile this guy and the whole time he's got stuff in his pocket that he's stealing so yeah I don't know. It's yeah, it's crazy. But our thefts are pretty bad these days. <sighs> uh,
1: How do you yeah. combat against theft in your stores?
2: What was that? How do you combat you against vessel? theft? Oh, combat against that stuff. Um, we we have a very um, our, our security system. Our cameras are. We have them everywhere. Um, they're high quality. We hear that from the officers all the time. Uh, we do training with the staff. Um, do we catch everyone, everyone that's feeling no? To uh, some of these guys, that's, that's what they're trained to do. I mean, I feel like they train themselves to really know how to get away with some things. But we also let our staff know, you know, at the end of the day, their safety is more important. So we can combat it to a certain level. But we asked them realistically not to um, approach too many customers uh, just because you don't know with the world nowadays, what, what someone has on them or what they're on or, you know, how they're going to react. Because um, we did have a test the other day, and one of our managers approached them. Luckily, the um, retired officer was there again. A cop came right away when we called. The guy was in the store. Cop showed up, made him unload uh, empty his pockets. Of course, all the stuff that he was trying to steal came out, but then there were quite a few um, paraphernalia. But then there was some extensive uh, knives in his pocket that he had. That I, you know, that that worries you a little bit, and I think that caught Amanda off guard. And we told her that, that's you know that's kind of why we asked you not to approach them um, because because you don't know what they're going to turn around and doing. So combating it, you know, we try our best, but we don't want to push it too much.
3: Yeah. and that's what we keep saying to our staff, or just right? like, just ask people if they need help. Normally, like when you're, normally when somebody's trying to do something skittish, and you go over and you just ask them, you know, what can I help you find? Do you need help with anything? Do you need a basket? Like normally, it kind of will deter them um, a little bit, but um,
2: well, greeting 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 a customer um, automatically lets them know someone's already seen them, and you you're possibly watching them, and if you're if you're not if you're not, you know, trying to be helpful then that's when, you know, they they're like, Oh, I'm not being watched, but you, you can try to be as helpful as you can and always if someone's passing, ask if they need help. They they know that there's always someone around the corner. It really helps with that.
0: What uh I'm gonna switch gear here. What are you guys uh doing to combat Amazon or anything with the internet, what do you think we can do yeah. to get better at that?
3: Uh, you, I don't even know. Waitin'. So
2: I, I, that's just something uh, Dana's dad and I have been um, really talking and, uh, you know, I've been trying to work on. Um, it's funny you mentioned Amazon because about 15 miles off the road um, from our Owens location, they're putting in an, one of those Amazon pubs, pretty much uh, a facility. Um, so we got a lot coming in our, in our state, and our area, that we're going to really have to combat. And one of the things Tim and I have been sitting out and working on is looking at those departments and those um, categories that most people won't want to buy online, and we really need to become focused and detail-oriented with those departments. Paint, grilling, most people aren't going to buy grills online. Um, the niches here, are like, are people going to go buy salt life or oak Maybe. People come and see them in person, most likely. Um, finding those departments that you know you could really focus on that people most likely won't buy online. We have a lumber yard um, at those stores. I won't say that's you know the right course of action to go, um, but it's it's finding those departments and niches to really focus around, on, you know, to combat the online orders.
1: What kind of niches and products do you have? Or that you would or pick one maybe you'd recommend to other Ace retailers that can combat against a, a place like Amazon?
2: I I think it really depends on location and your like demographics and everything. Um I mean we're near the water, um salt life is is huge. People, you know, love fishing boating. Um so that's a hit. Oakley and Costa. Those are sunglasses. You know, that, that's a good one that really any any market might be able to try. I'm like say it's gonna work. I don't always want to make suggestions without knowing what people, you know, are are gonna be able to bring in. I mean, but
3: I would definitely say looking for that, um, looking for that that thing that's gonna like separate your store. Like when we talked about it, you know, probably like nine years ago now about putting a gifting like department in our store. It was, like, unheard of, and people were, like, I mean, unheard of in this area, and a lot of, like, people were very, like, hesitant. They didn't like it, and they didn't, like, they weren't sure about it. We had a lot of pushback. Um, My mom and I were the ones that were, like, kind of driving it and pushing it. So my dad's like, let's try it, but not everybody else was on board with it. But when you hear, like, people come into the store now, like a husband and wife comes in, and the wife's like, okay, I'm going to go over here and buy a gift and pick out a card, you know, for somebody. And the husband then's like, all right, well, let me just go over here and pick up a couple hardware things I need. Um, so, it's like, I think that is helping combat, like, any of our other competition or the online ordering because you really, like, a lot of those gift things, you got to come in, you want to take a look at it, and you want to touch it um, before you order it. So I think that's what's really, really helped us is that gifting, like, um niche
2: and, and the whole mentality of win the mile. Uh, something we we really like. Our we do a ladies night, and with the gifting department and of course the men, la their women, in to get their stuff it, it is phenomenal. Um, it you know if, if we weren't on the map, um, which I you know wouldn't say we we weren't, but if we weren't that puts us on there. Uh, we see about 600 ladies per store come through the door, um, in that wow. three hour time span. Um, so it's huge. It's crazy. It's fast-paced. But that doing stuff like that and doing the uh, the events that Ace recommends and then your own really helps let people know I'm here. You know I'm your local you know hardware store that you you know you want to support. I mean that's that's at the end of the day I think what what people are guaranteeing. You see a lot of shop local movements going on, and that is a great way to really try to build that. That brand for yourself and, and shop local. You know, show them why they should be supporting a small business in the community and pay a little bit more for some products over the big boxes and over, you know, the online shopping and stuff like that.
0: That's good. Hey Ryan, we need to. We're hitting at forty-six minutes, so we need to wrap this up. Do you have any last questions you want to ask him, or?
1: Yes, looking into the future. What technology do you recommend? If you could talk to John Van Huysen, what would you recommend him looking into technology-wise uh, that would help your business and what you believe would help other people's business for the future?
2: Man, i That means I got it. I am out. I don't know if that would work too well in our accounting. There's right. a lot of avid hunters here.
3: <laughs> no, um, what technology? Um, uh,
2: self-driving cars? No.
3: There you to go. Deliver?
2: The delivery. I mean,
3: I, I don't. I don't that's know. It, I, yeah. I don't want to take away. Yeah, actually, yeah. Because if we went to the fence, I, might, I don't want to
2: take away jobs either. That, you know, that, that there's that fine line. But yeah, I mean. I would rather have my staff in store than sending them out on the road for liability issues and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know. Let's do that. <laughs> hey, uh, so I, I, one question I want to ask before we leave. I'm really stuttering there. That's sad. Uh, anyway, who do you think we should interview next? Who do we think you should interview next?
2: Yes.
3: Hmm. I'm trying. Uh,
2: That was a good question.
1: Preferably somebody that can do it in one take instead of the 46 that we've done so far.
3: You know, you have enjoyed this week-long conversation. (laughs) I I know you have. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.
3: Um, Well, I will say, like, a young person, um, I will say is, I don't know if you um, worked with, like, um, Hagen's Ace or if you interacted with any of that, but um, there's Jacob. He's probably around... Yeah, Jacob Hagan is sure. probably they're in the Florida area. But he's around, um I say my age, but I think he might be a little bit younger, so like his early thirties. Um but they're aggressive and they're a um they're a great retailer. We we've kinda we meet we've met them, um, a couple of shows or I guess a couple of years ago now. Um and they're a great down to earth family run business. I've been in the business for a while. Um so
2: the Hagens are a good one. Don Hoff is another good one. Yeah.
3: Okay. he's.
2: A, I don't know if they're part of the group or not, but. Well, no,
3: because he's, I think he. he uh, it, he's over the
2: age limit. Oh, there's an age oh, limit. Oh, it doesn't
0: matter. There, we there's, no there's no age limit. There. Yeah, there's no age limit. We'll,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll,
2: well interview whoever.
3: Hoff, yeah, but Don Hoff, out of, um, he's out of Pennsylvania. Harley'sville. Bill Ace. He's great as well.
0: Okay. And will we be able to see you guys at the show? You're going to be in Atlanta.
2: We're going to. We're, going to we're be excited. In we're always excited to get out there and do that. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed, Blake. You said ah, when I got that text and you said you're going to make me cry like a little girl.
0: I was like, Oh, it's
2: on, buddy. It's on. <laughs> I, yes. I, I had that, it all ready to go
0: on the first take, but now it's all you know, got blown away. So. <laughs> no, we really all appreciate
2: right. this. this. Is this is an awesome experience? Thank you, guys. Also, I was disappointed you didn't ask who would win in a fight because those have been awesome. Those have been awesome. So. well, you guys, we do, can, you guys are doing
0: a great job. I, I don't need to ask because I know Dina would win, so it's not I me. Mean.
2: Yeah. Oh, that kind of fight. Exactly. You're right. She would win. I let her win. Exactly. It's carrying my child. I would, I, would, I would let her win. But... You guys, you guys, keep up the good work. We I enjoy. I know Dana has been listening to too. We enjoy having yeah. the podcast. We like hearing other races of uh, retailers out there. You guys do a good job. Keep up the good work, and thank you, thank you so much for having us on. Yep. Yeah. We're very glad true. you guys
0: could, glad you guys to be on.
2: It's It's been fun. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you.
3: Thank, thank you. One hundred and twelve,
2: guys. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Take care and God bless, guys. God bless. Yeah. Have Have a great day.
0: Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.